Hello everybody, this is Jeremy Newbegin from Grace and Faith Ministries. I'm with Rob and Bill, it's podcast time, and uh, we so look forward to these discussions. And I, I have to say, listener, that you make it all worthwhile. If you were, I mean, we get benefits from it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get blessed yeah, yeah. by it. True. But to know that there's That's someone right. listening and hearing what we're talking about and getting something from it, mm. it's, uh, it make, just one person makes it all worthwhile. Absolutely. Let alone, the, it makes it all worthwhile, even if you're not listening, to be honest, because we just get blessed. <laughs> but you make it double worthwhile Definitely. by listening in. So we were talking about marriage before... Um, I turned the pod- podcast on and uh, Bill, you had something that you wanted to say. Was it about marriage? It was more about, you started talking about our physical bodies are immortal and, um, you know, we're always going to have struggles with maybe feeling less than perfect, inadequate, that, that sort of thing. Um, well, we have moments where we feel like that. Yeah, Hopefully yeah. those moments become less and less yeah. as we have a revelation of God's love and grace towards us. Yeah, but I was more thinking, you know, you've got a certain amount of years on this planet in your physical body and, you know, a certain amount of energy to put into things. Um, and it's how you spend that time because you can drift on sort of, yeah, you know, a number of years can pass really quickly. We kind of... Experienced that during lockdown, and um, you know, conscious of trying to have a positive impact on this world during our sort of lifetimes. And you know, you've done loads in Kenya, um, and it's yeah, it's how we sort of direct our time and energies. And you know, I'm, I'm working in a sort of job here in the UK, um, but you, yeah, you could quite easily get to sort of retirement age and. You don't want to look back and think, well, yeah, I should have done all this other stuff. So I'm just trying to think. Yeah, that that was just what popped in my head. I was just trying to think how best to spend well your time and energy. How you um, do it is you look ahead. You don't look back. Yeah. With me, the my fulfilment, the fulfilment that I felt didn't start until I retired mm. from my normal job. And not immediately, I might add, it was a two-year waiting before an opportunity arose that I took hold of. So it's yeah. always looking ahead, and not looking back. Very different times to biblical times where, yeah, you didn't really hear people talking about working a, a normal job then <laughs> retiring, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But the way we're hardwired um to, you're, you're almost on this psychological wind down as you get older to like I'm yeah just well, we're not no 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 No, but the world is, is the, the yeah. world is and but we're not right. yeah well yeah no we're, yeah we're programmed that way so you're almost like yeah you hit 60 65 70 and you're kind of thinking well yeah i'm, I'm winding down now, and you know why it works the other way around in the mm-hmm. spiritual realm because we're getting a greater revelation of our heavenly father yeah and as we mature in our relationship with him, so we become more excited. So yeah. we become more at peace yeah, yeah. With, with, with our walk. Mm. And it actually, it gets easier in the sense that the challenges that we face no longer become this huge mountain that they were when we were younger. Mm. Because we know that with God, we have nothing to 
to worry about. Mm. I mean, that, we talked, touched on it before the podcast start, started. You know, we we there's a tendency to worry simply because we're not trusting God. There's no other reason we are worried because we're trusting in ourselves. And when we learn to not trust in ourselves and trust in God, worry will no longer have that hold on us mm. that it used to have. Mm. And we will no longer be fearful mm. like we were. How, how do you deal with like worry and stuff? And do you sort of embrace it as a sort of, just a signal that, you know, something needs to be addressed, but just don't hold on to it? And... I reject it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a fascinating question, isn't it? Because the Bible's quite clear, or, or at least... Ah, yes, please. You know, there are certain things God says about worry. There's the obvious ones where Jeremy mentioned Matthew 6 and, you know, don't be anxious for anything. Effectively, that says, don't worry about anything. You literally do one day at a time. Mm. So that's how, thank you. That's how. Good good advice. Yeah, well, that's how it's, it's, that's because that's who we are. That's not just God saying, oh, this would be a really good idea. We are spiritually, that's how we are. The spirit is who we are. You know, we are spirit, and that is how our spirit is wired. The mind of Christ is wired like that. God does think one day ahead, and he's not saying don't think one day ahead. What he's saying is don't put all your cares and troubles of tomorrow into now, because tomorrow, when you get to tomorrow, you'll have a whole bunch more. It's, <laughs> it's kind a, of what he's saying. There's a ver- verse somewhere about the birds. Don't have yeah, to worry about being... It's married, Matthew 6. Matthew 6. 33 to 35. Oh, yeah. Do they, Flowers, they, they, don't worry about how they play. Yeah. They don't yeah. toil or spin, which is... <laughs> I don't put anything away. I don't know if that means don't put anything away. I, I put money away, but I don't know. If the, I don't know if that's what God. I, God certainly, thank God, He loves me. Whether I put money away or if I don't put money away, <laughs> so He's relaxed about it either way. I trust Him enough now to know that. But in essence, it is as Jeremy says: it's learning to lean on Him and not your own understanding. Mm. And then it's, and it's almost like for me currently, it's like. You know, I try now to go into the day. I once heard someone say they, they've learned how to roll. At the beginning of the day, they roll their, biblical term, they roll their cares away, it's the Hebrew term, they roll their cares away at the beginning of the day. And they offer the cares of the day up to him. If, no, right, I don't like that mm-hmm. expression. They cast them onto him. They cast the cares of the day onto him, they roll it away. And so they, they then go into the day with this mindset that no matter what happens, Everything is on him. Everything. Mm. Every small, every big, every thought, every action, every word. And the only reason for that is because he said, let me carry your burdens. He's telling us that he wants to carry our burdens because, and, and the outcome of knowing whether we've truly done that is whether we worry afterwards or not. Yeah. If we're worrying, it's because we have kept hold of those concerns and haven't cast them upon Father, and 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 that's why he says, "Don't worry." And and but how? What does he say? What are what are the two um, object? What are the two methods to achieve that? Seeking first the kingdom of God mm. and His righteousness, and there lies the key. If we're seeking Him first. The kingdom of God, and and we're denying ourselves, then we're fixing our eyes on God and not on the problem, mm. and 
Because that's so true, isn't it? And I think Rob said that in the week. What you focus on grows. Yeah, of course so it we've does. We've got to focus on God. Yeah, and His righteousness. Yeah, it's not our righteousness. It's not our our. We don't earn <clears throat> right standing with Father. That has been given to us as a gift mm. when we decided to be born again, to have our spirit um, created, brand spanking new, identical to Jesus Christ, and sealed by the Holy Spirit. It's very important. I know I keep saying that. The sealing of the, by the Holy Spirit, of our spirit, is to protect sin from affecting our spirit whatsoever. It, mm. It protects totally our spirit, so it's it. Our spirit is never breached by sin, mm. and that's why we're in right standing with Father. Father can't have a relationship with us if sin's involved, mm. and that's why the wrong thinking of many Christians is, you know, like the Roman Catholics. You know, I've got to confess my sins on a on on a to get rid of them to get right with Him, mm. when all the time, Jesus, those sins were all have already been put upon. Jesus. Same principle. Worry and sin. Yes. Bad health. It's all been put onto him. But interestingly, this is this helps me to think of because <clears> I I I I practiced worry for many years. Uh, I got very good at it, uh, or at least very proficient at it. You, it's it's not it's deliberate terminology in the word. First of all, you cast your cares onto him. And now, okay? how did you get out of that cycle as well? I'm not still in it. Or make some progress. Uh, by decisions simply mm. I say simply it has to be simple because if it's complex we can't do it mm. it's making that decision to trust the word That's it. choosing so to trust God choosing to trust God now that mm. and I and that is still a process that I'm that I'm going through and I, and I still make mistakes but mm. I've got better at in those scenarios so first of all before those scenarios turn up ie before I go into the day I had that time to myself where I set my mind and I'm like, mm. and I will do that. I will, I will see my God as, well, he is supreme. I mean, he is, mm. he is uh, superior. He, he is sovereign. He's the sovereign of sovereigns. So he, in that sense, he, you know, he, he is inverted commas in control. I use those mm. words loosely, but in the sense that he's all powerful and almighty. So, so unless we see him, I'll talk about myself, unless I see him like that mm. as all powerful, I, if in my mind I need to see him as a hundred percent all powerful. Mm. Otherwise, if it's ninety nine one, I will see him. I will start to see myself more powerful and more in control of my life. That's why on this twelve step program, again inverted commas, mm. that they teach alcoholics, or alcoholics anonymous, whatever it is, they will say you have to submit to a higher being that helps your well being when you do that. That's where they get that. As Christians invented that. That's where they get yeah. it from. Yeah. So you submit sure to God down with, to belief as well believing god that he can sort the problem exactly because you'll have like the stories running through your head saying this is a massive problem and then you it just cumulative you keep thinking yeah. about it more and more but so you submit to god that, that's submitting to him believe that yeah believe that god can sort it and exactly. has sorted it and will sort it exactly exactly and that's not even necessarily for experience jeremy that's no. that you simply got to go just got to believe it i trust it yeah. now that that's that's the bit that we all wrestle with because we want experience to see mm. Oh, of course he's reliable, but that's not. What does Jesus say? You're blessed when you believe yeah, without seeing, absolutely, and without experiencing. Well, he said to Timothy. Now, also the other interesting thing. So we 
we cast them. We cast them onto him, our cares and anxieties and burdens. So we don't, as one guy used to teach me before I used to read the Bible, uh, hand them over to God. He'd say, right, no, don't hand anything over to God. You cast it as a difference because if you just gently, really gently give them over to God, because I, I can, I can grab those back again. You know, it's like that's gone. You want clear air between you exactly because yeah. you otherwise you take them back. Serious, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, you cast them first of all like a fishing rod, gone. You know, and you see them go. But also, interestingly, in one five, one Peter five seven, which is kind of what we're talking about, cast all your cares onto Him, and let mm. Him care for you. You you cast them onto Him, mm. onto Him, as mm. in, not anywhere else. They are on Him, so He is carrying them. He yeah. is sorting them. He is solving them. And the more we get used to that, the more we will learn to be at rest and at peace because it doesn't matter what you do during the daytime. It doesn't matter what happens in your job. It doesn't matter what happens at home all the time. I, I, I mean, I don't know what you guys have found, but it is a permanent, it, it's an ongoing thing, as in you think you've chucked something onto him. <laughs> and then as you say, you find out maybe five minutes later, actually, do you know what? I haven't at all. So you, you continue with that process i don't think it's a one-time deal i guess ultimately it will be one day because we're getting better at these things maybe people can throw money onto him so to speak their money worries and and they stay there and they don't take them back but then you might have a problem in our physical body and we're struggling to throw that onto him and we keep taking that back because we've got symptoms in our well they're all cares aren't they exactly but the problem what my point is we can be renewed in our mind in one area i.e money but another area, yeah, true. We're, we're not, you know, like healing of our own bodies yeah. or ministering to others. That's we need to our not our minds renewed to that. But it's tied in with belief as well, like you said, Bill. But those, those, all those things that you're describing there, um, as we choose to believe God, as we do it, and the more yeah. we do it, yeah. the more convinced we will become that God's actually keeping His promise. And how? Why is that possible? Because we will see good outcomes. Good point. We will see the more good outcomes we see, exactly. the more convinced we will be that God and 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 we're experiencing that. And that will happen in everybody's walk. But you you see you've got to do it first of all to experience it. If you yeah. choose not to cast them upon Him and you keep them for yourself, you won't experience God God meeting, keeping His promises. Because you haven't cast them. You know, you've got to cast your cares upon him. You can't say, I'm going to keep them, but hopefully you're, you're going to look after me as well. That, that, that's not scriptural. You've got to cast your cares exactly. upon him. Now, does that mean, it's that classic one, Jeremy, I don't know what you think about this, but for me this brings up a classic question in my mind, which is, what, so I do nothing then? Because it's all onto him now. I don't have to go to work. Well, you've got to demonstrate. No, no, you've got no, to. No, but that's what. But that I guarantee you, that's what yeah, some listeners yeah, will well, think. That's... Oh, well, I, I don't have to go to work now because you've got to behave in a way which confirms that what you've done, you believed. If right. you do it, and then, and, and, and say we're talking about sickness. If you if you say, I believe that you know by those straps I was healed. And then five minutes later, you pick up the phone and make an appointment to see the doctor. Quite clearly, you weren't believing what you said. And the same thing, if you say, I've got this financial problem, Father, and I, you know, I pray that, that you will 
um, sort it out for me. And then five minutes later, you make an appointment with a bank manager to take out a bank loan to meet that financial problem. What you're, you're not demonstrating that you believe what you've just said. You've, your actions have got, to, have got to follow what you've said. They will confirm that what you've said is true. And the wonderful thing is that we all fall short of meeting that requirement sometime or other. And God's grace is more than sufficient for us. Now, I don't pretend to understand how that exactly works, but I do know this. I know that what he wants for us, not from us, for us is for us to trust him in every area of our lives. Why? Because as you just said, Rob, he is supreme. <laughs> he created heaven and earth. He is the best person to trust. Because yeah. he will always keep his promises. There's nothing that he can't do. He just, by speaking out, he made heaven and earth. So the the point is he he's got it sorted. He's the right man to go to for whatever our problem is. And our problem is believing that and then demonstrating we believe it by our actions. And so often we fall foul of demonstrating that we aren't fully convinced because we come up with our own solution. Or we go to somebody else for the solution. And Father says, don't. Don't be tempted by that. Because the temptation, don't forget, isn't from God. It's from the enemy. Mm. The enemy wants us to stop trusting God. Yeah, so he, you know, the fact that you've spoken out, you know, he's not deaf, Satan. Yeah, true. So he, he realises <laughs> what you've done. Yeah. So he knows what to do. But the only thing he can do is lie to us yeah. and deceive us. Yeah. And we've got to we've got to resist the devil. Yeah. We've got to when just like Jesus did. This is the yeah. point. Yeah. Jesus he didn't go into the wilderness to be tempted. No. He went into the wilderness to show us how to deal with temptation. Yeah, true. And he demonstrated it by he knew, you see, he also knows God's word, God's word. I mean, Satan knows God's word. Yes. So if you don't know God's word and Satan comes to you with a word, it may, it's like John eight thirty two. you know, the truth will set you free. No, it won't. It's the truth you know that sets you free. But so many people say the wrong, say that verse wrong. Mm. It, and, and the truth we know is the truth we understand. Knowing is... Understanding, it's not yeah. rec remembering, mm. it's not knowing, it's understanding. Mm. When we understand, and God's word doesn't return void when we understand it. Yeah. It can seemingly return void yeah. because we don't believe it. Yeah. Because we action something else. And look, we're all doing it. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about it with, in terms of Westview Academy and, you know, the, this chemical lab you know and I'm thinking and, and I've, in, in the end I've just said it's not, it, it's not my problem I said to someone this morning um, on the phone to them and I, I said to them I, I said to God it's not my problem 
And you know what, Father? I'm, I'm, this is one problem which I know I can't well, I was gonna solve. Say, I was going to say, it's so, much easier. I was going to say, yeah. It's yeah, easier when you it's can't It's much easier. I, I don't know where it's going to come from, Father. It's going to come from you. And you're, and, and you're going to find the best way possible to do it. And I'm not going to, as I have done in the past, come up with my own yeah. solution in the meantime, whilst I'm waiting for God to answer. I'm going to wait and I'm going to act demonstrate that i'm i'm waiting patiently that i, I i'm i'm at rest yeah. i've i've prayed to him yeah. just like cares i've given him my cares i've prayed I, I mean you know we know this i mean father says to us he says look before you even start praying i know what you need mm. and and but you, you know, could no, and and it's interesting isn't it because andrew Omax brought out the teaching well it's been out years isn't it about about who God is and the importance of knowing who God is. Yeah. And I never really fully appreciated that because what I would do, for example, difficult situations come, I kind of would <clears throat> cast it onto God or, or in my mind, I would, or actually practically what I would do, I don't know, say it's a, a money problem off the top of my head. Okay, so I'll go, you know, so I'd do what Jeremy did that time, I'd speak to the issue, you know. But what, what that teaching that Andrew Omat brought out taught me was that what I wasn't doing was then because there's a mechanic I can be quite mechanical at times and not not particularly you know relational mm. like that I think maybe maybe it's a bloke thing but who knows as in I I know now I've spoken that thing out okay money problem you are sorted okay sounds very noble sounds very spiritual but what I wasn't doing was then actually I didn't have that knowledge in my head that God is the sovereign of sovereigns. Yeah. <laughs> he is ruler of rulers. He created heaven and earth with a word. So therefore, logically, common sense prevails. But I hadn't made this link. But now I do. Common sense says, therefore, also, he is able to carry yes. that problem. So when I go, uh, in the name of Jesus, body, you're healed, I go step back. Not because, well, because now, he is able. He is able, he, he, yeah. And it's not, because beforehand it was mechanical and it was a bit of a process. Mm. But like our friend Gavin, uh, you know, on the bench that time, it was like, devil, you're out. And there was no more words spoken. Uh, we said it really gently. And then we were like, we were attracted in, in all senses, you know, because now God's that. I can't, I don't even know what a demon looks like. How am I meant to do yeah. that? You you do that was what I was saying in my mind. And that is when, that in a sense is casting your cares yeah, you are, onto yeah. him. Because I was like, well, I've I got no It's settled. Cares. I've done my bit. Exactly. And, and the more settled, that's yeah. a good word, isn't it? Because mm. settled is related to persuaded, yeah. committed. Once yeah. it's committed to him. So that's what we do with worries. That's what we do with anxieties. That's what we do with cares. But that's not overnight. As no. in, to learn that, well, well, I've been doing this thing for 25 <laughs> years. I'm learning now. Years. 30 odd years it's taking. I said taking notice because I have my I have my moments you know and I mean look I think of Andrew you know and his his ministry and you know it would be very easy for him to wake up in the morning and think where on earth are we going to find the five million quid or dollars that we need today to meet all the commitments that we've got but it you know, and I, only he can answer that. But I would assume that he's learnt, yeah. if he, or he's learning, I suspect he's learnt now, 
he's learnt that God is able. Yeah. And when God says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it, that he will do it. And don't doubt. Exactly. And, you know, James, James chapter one is, 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 is hard to take. But it, what it's saying is don't doubt because, you know, and Andrew puts it very succinct. He says, um, believe and you'll receive doubt and you'll go without because doubt counters, you know, it's, it's what we're touching on. If you're being brave and speaking out and then your actions are clearly doubting what you just said, then you've made it all a waste of space. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's that sounds really tough, but it's true. Mm. Um, unbelief counters believing. So we 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 have to come to that place of being fully convinced, and we become fully convinced when we have a revelation of who God is yeah. and how much He loves us, yeah. and what He's done for us. Yeah. The, it's the basic things. It's the, you know the finished work of the cross. Once you fully have a, a fully un- understanding of the of of what actually happened at Calvary on the cross in its entirety, it's what we've touched on. Sozo, salvation. The Greek word sozo means wholeness. So it's not just a forgiveness of sins. It's everything. Mm. It's, you know what we touched on last week when we were chatting about it, or the late week before. I get remember mm. You know it's. So he saved. He saved us in every aspect of our lives, yeah. not just in one element, and left us in the deep water to try and survive. And just on that note, let's use that analogy. Because we forget this, but but we have to remind, learn to remind ourselves of it. That actually, we're talking about in some ways reliance on ourselves and casting stuff on him and him sorting things out and solving problems. Well, actually, you know, let's use the comparison of, of I'm drowning. I mean, that's, 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 <laughs> we hate that uh, as, mm. you know, so-called responsible, mature males. We hate that notion that we are drowning. You know, we really do. We, but it is the starting point of faith. But learning that I can't, mm. it, it really yes. actually should be mm. where, that, that's how every Christian journey should start. Where every Christian journey should start is I can't do it. Yep. But like you said, Bill, we've been programmed over the years by the world to instinctively solve problems ourselves in our own strength. Yeah, that's true. With schooling and everything. Exactly. Mm. And so we're we're in we are coming against that, and that's why I think also immersing ourselves in in this the world of the Bible, if you want to call it that, and thinking like that, you know, and the world of in fact it's even. That's what people like Carrie Blake, that's the terminology he would use. But I, I tend to think of it slightly differently now that we need to immerse ourselves rather than in the world, we, we immerse ourselves in God's love yeah. you know, and who he is. You know, so that, that that's, if you like, the default in our mind is how much he loves us and who he is. Mm. And then when we get into difficult scenarios, it's like, oh, of course he's going to solve it. Just shut up, Rob. Shut up. I sometimes tell myself in a nice way, just shut up. <clears throat> just shut up. Just stop it. You know, God is far greater than you'll ever be so just relax he's got it but that is such a a sort of foreign notion yeah i just thought we've said this before but it the holy spirit's just reminded me again 
You only have to think about Peter in the boat and he saw Jesus walking on water and he said, oh, I fancy that. Jesus said, well, come on then. Mm. So out he got and walked on water. I, I don't know anybody else that's tried that. I'm sure there's somebody but <laughs> who's tried it, but he succeeded. Mm. And then he chose to look at the storm. So can you can you think yeah. about it? He succeeded in yeah. believing what Jesus said and doing what Jesus said and walking on water. And despite that, he then chose to look at the storm and he started to sink. And there's, and that's the point we've been making right from the very beginning. Mm. So it's one thing to to start the process. Yeah, it's continuation, continuing yeah, in it. Very much so. Like anything, isn't it? Like yes. Marriage. Yes. Now Jesus saved him. You know, he, True. he actually True. he pulled him out, didn't he? He did. He didn't just say, oh, well, never mind, Peter. Yeah, at least you tried, mate. Bye. Mm. No, he, he saved him. And I, and I know that God does do that with us. Yeah. But he wants us to not make the mistake that Peter made. For our sake. Not for for our sake. sake. Yes, for <laughs> our sake. And and like with Thomas, you you mentioned it earlier. You know, when Thomas said... I'll believe it when I see it. I actually want to see the holes in his hands. But, you know, didn't he want to say, I want to see Jesus, I'll recognise him. No, I want to, I actually want to be absolutely sure it is Jesus. I want to see the holes in his hands. And and how did Jesus respond to that? He said, that's fine, Thomas. And here, here you are. Yeah. I don't condemn you. Yeah. But blessed is the person who believes having not seen. Yeah. And that's us. Yeah. We are so blessed through using our faith to believe in all the things that we're talking about. And, and what we're talking about here is life. And we know that it, it's a bit like, you know, I can remember when I first learned to swim, or not as the case could be. I was, it was at, um, I don't know what they call it now. It was at Aldershot. It was at not you know those shallow pool things they used to have. Lido. Lido. That's right. And I'm my mum got up, upset with me because I was afraid of the water. Yeah, and she chucked me in. Mm. And uh, it unfortunately, I responded by being even more scared of water yeah, yeah. <laughs> rather than overcoming <laughs> yeah, yeah. being scared of water. I, I overcame it in the end. Yeah. Um. And with God, he, he does it the total opposite way. It's, it's all about love. True. And he waits for us to, to step out. True. If we choose not to step out, then... Yeah, he's not going to come and get us and throw us No. <laughs> it, so we learn. We just don't, we just don't mature. We, we, yeah, we remain right. babies. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, drinking yeah. milk. Well, and also it, it highlights, doesn't it? Going back to our analogy of Peter on the boat or getting out of the boat, that it, ha- it is all a, it's all about our decision making. Yeah. So actually, it, it kind of that decision came from Peter originally. Well, probably yeah. originally from the Holy Spirit prompting him, and then he's like, "Okay, let's go for this." Jesus, can I come? You know, and yeah. And it's like, so so Jesus wasn't going, Peter, come on, mate. He yeah. was like waiting for Peter to go. Can I come? <laughs> and then Jesus went, yeah, go for it. Come on, let's do this thing. And he was with him the whole way, wasn't mm. he? And pulled him out right at the end. But that's that's a, obviously a great analogy of being saved, isn't it? Yes. And the starting point of salvation is that I'm going to jump in, 
I'm going to try. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do it, you know. But but I'm getting to that point. Actually, I can't do it now. I ne- I need you, you know. And he pulls us up out of that. That's how it's meant to be. And that, what father, you know, we're talking about God. Your description of God, being this awesome, perfect being, yeah. He is exactly that. Why would he save us, and then say, right? The rest of your life is going to be one big struggle because the world, you know, all sorts of things. But don't worry, because when you kick the bucket, you're going to heaven and everything will be fine. But in the meantime, it's going to be pretty... No. (laughs) He saves us properly. He gives us everything we could possibly need to walking in total victory in our lives. Whatever the circumstance we face, whatever the problem, it's never too big. Never too big. And if we can only get that in our heads, we will we will wake up in the morning and have a big smile on our face and think, wow, what's going to happen today? And, you know, I don't care what problem is going to confront me. It ain't going to overtake me. Well, that... That account that Andrew Womack shares of the of the infamous time on March, look, I remember it now, March twenty fifth, March twenty third, nineteen sixty eight. How I remember that? And, uh, it's his thing, but it, you know where he was immersed in God's love, God's love, whatever you mm. call it, for four months, wasn't it? You know, now that he said that was that was life changing, literally never the same again. However many forty, fifty years <laughs> on, so it is it is that introduction to his to who, and, it, and I remember him saying after that I was like. If anyone ever criticised me, ever, he's like, who are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes. you know, in the kindest possible way, who are yes. you now? He said, I know now, you know, I know that I know that I know that God loves me. That the king, I mean, those words just roll off the tongue. Mm-hmm. But, and they shouldn't, because when we know that we are loved unconditionally, it's what everyone is searching for. Everyone yeah, is searching is. for unconditional love. And and that, how do we experience that again? Do you ask God to... Yes, you do. You ask the Holy Spirit to give us, give you revelation of God's love, and I promise you, He will. And renew your mind. Are they yeah. two different well, things. That's part of it. Yeah, part of part mind of renewal is, is an understanding of His love, because yeah. it's your mind that that says to you, yeah. He doesn't love you. <laughs> and it's yeah. your it's your mind that chooses the, to walk in the flesh rather than walk in the spirit. Yeah. Walking in the spirit is is believing what God's already done for you. It's walking in the spirit is, is acting, what, out what is already, has already occurred in your spirit, yeah. and we we struggle with that, we all do, you know, to a lesser or a greater extent, we struggle with it, and and the reality is that when we choose to walk in the flesh, we we have problems, mm. we have problems walking in the spirit, but they don't affect us, because we're choosing to trust God. Yeah, I remember a guy saying to me when I was at a pivotal moment in my life, I was like, oh, do I do this or do I do that? Do I do this? Do I go that way or that way? He's like, listen, mate, you're blessed whether you go that way or that way. Mm. Well, that's life-changing, oh, I think. Mm. That's, that's life-changing. Well, it was for me at the time, anyway, mm. because it just took all the... You know, the bubble was burst, so to speak, you know, and it was like, it doesn't matter what I do. You know, and that happened made the right decision, because I was... You're trying to make the right decision, trying to make the right decision, trying to sort it all out again, trying to solve it, trying to fix it, trying to make it right. When actually you step, the idea is that you step back, you commute, you know, in those moments maybe, you know, mm. difficult, challenging moments, you commune with him, you engage him in that. Father, what do I do? 
sometimes if I've got so much going on in my head that it's like a battle is the only way of describing it, mm. then I'm training myself to kind of step back from all of that somehow and just go, what do I think here, Father? What help me think the right thing, the right way? Again, I cast onto you. But that's, I mean, we're talking changing the habits of a lifetime. Yes, but you do that because you've read the Word mm. and you've seen what God's solution is to the problem. Mm. And then it's putting it into practice. If you don't go to the Word, then you can't find out what the yeah. solutions are. And once you know the solution, you then have to start do, doing what you have to do to solve the problem. And the more you do it, the more you'll see the breakthroughs that God promises. So it's just a process. It is a process. You don't just learn... You don't, you don't love your wives overnight. I think that's a good no, comparison. No. You learn to... In fact, I, don't, I was saying to Sue this morning, I don't think you might disagree. I don't know, maybe you agree, but I don't think you love... I don't think you fall in and out of love anymore. When you meet someone, it's probably lust, and then after many years of marriage, that's, that's when love, true love, is really demonstrated, whether you're willing to... When all the other fluff has gone that you are willing to make right decisions and right choices based on actually your unconditional love for that person. Yes. You know, nothing to do with me. It's all to do with that. That's, that's when love, that's when love, that's what love is. It's God. It's God. Yeah. How does God love us? He never looks at our faults. No, true. <laughs> he never looks at our faults. All he ever says about us as good things. Yeah. Now, if we were only doing that with and our wives... If you said he doesn't see our sin? Hey? If you said he doesn't see our sin? No. Well, I don't know the, the actual... what is achieved, mm. how, how it's achieved. It? I mean, does he know well, about he clearly knows about it, but he... He's forgotten sure them, you see. He's, for, you. He he's forgotten our sins. Yeah. So, if he's forgotten our sins, he can't see them. Mm. Why? Because he's not looking at our mind our soul mm. and our body he looks at our spirit you see mm. he's focused on our spirit so that that's the way i look at it because i you know i think how how is it you can't see because he's focusing on our spirit all he's if he could see if he could see our sins mm. then clearly there'd be no the relationship would be broken because he can't he can't have anything to do with sins. Yeah. He's for, not only forgiven our sins, he's forgotten our sins. Mm. The word says so. Hebrews 8.12 is quite clear. He's forgotten our sins. Mm. And that's the bit that we've really struggled with because when we don't align our thinking mm. or our bodily functions with what what is true in our spirit we assume that that cuts the umbilical cord between ourselves and god and it doesn't mm. because the whole the whole the essence of our relationship is based on spirit to spirit and that's so hard for us because when we're looking at each other now we see the body when we're looking at each other now we see mm. our thoughts we hear our thoughts we you know we see the actions and everything mm. so that that's our eyesight sees we're not seeing our spirit. Yeah. Mm. And it's, it's, as Rob said to me years and years ago, 
You know, what's true is is the spiritual realm. It's learning that process. It's so difficult because it's it's everything we look around us. You know, we're in this motorhome. It, it's here. We can see it. You know, yeah. and yet we've got this mansion, which has been already built for us, waiting for us in heaven. Yeah. And we can't visualise that. In fact, we'd probably be even uncomfortable. Uh, what, you mean a mansion? I don't need a mansion. A two-up, two-down yeah, will yeah, do. Maybe. You know, whatever. Maybe, yeah. It's, it's understanding. It's understanding that God sent his son to save us in every aspect of our lives. And... The reason why we do not see a manifestation of the other things, including the forgiveness of sins, because we were constantly trying to remind him, or we were trying to remind him about, you know, we've fallen short. Forgive me, Father. I mean, I was doing a, a thing this morning, and Bob Hoekstra had a prayer. He does this prayer at the end, and this particular prayer, oh, oh, Read it to you. And he's such a wonderful teacher. And then he and then he goes and spoils it all for me. <laughs> Father, I bow, I bow before your command to be filled with the Spirit. This I need. This I desire. This I need. We've already got it. We've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Bob, where are you? This I need. This I desire. Lord, forgive me for times of isolation and selfishness. Yeah. Flood me with your spirit unto fellowship and ministry. You've already got it. Yes. Forgive any lifeless religion in me. It's already forgiven us and forgotten our sins. And fill me unto true worship. What on earth is he talking about? Forgive my griping and complaining and inundate me unto thanksgiving. He's even got old English involved in it. Forgive my desires to rule and fill me unto servanthood through Christ. It sounds great, but it's a load of rubbish. It's a load of baloney. Yeah, um, yeah, this on. guy teaches grace. Mm. And it's understanding when God says something in the Bible, he doesn't just, it's not a throwaway line to be forgotten. <laughs> it's life. And he has done everything possible to save us. In every aspect of our lives, we've been set free. And the problem is that we're looking to be caught up, to be bound up in something or other. <laughs> and, and it's a lie. All of it's a, a, a big, smacking, filthy, disgusting lie. Because God's done everything for us. We don't need to ask his forgiveness. It's a pr that's a prayer of unbelief. Mm. We've been forgiven, but not only forgiven, he's forgotten it. our sins. He's forgotten them. Don't ever bring them up. That's why I've been saying we've got to demonstrate. We've got to act like we believe. If we, if we somewhere down the line, having talked about this, then say, "Oh, forgive me, Father," for what mm. you know. What we're saying is, "Oh, yeah." So there's a demonstration so, that I don't actually believe that you've forgiven like that me. analogy Andrew Romack uses about the slaves in America and whenever yeah. it was in the, you know, 
but they were liberated, sort of, you know, legally they were like no longer slaves, but I think the a certain region it took them quite a number of years more to actually yeah. actually Absolutely. know it and believe yeah. it. But yeah, no, it's like the the truth you know sets you free. And, yes. He gives an analogy of the Japanese, I don't know if it was him, of the Japanese soldier many, many years after World War Two, who mm. were on a, an island on his tod mm. and, and the Americans turned up in a boat and he attacked them. And they said, what, what are you doing? The war finished years ago and he wasn't aware of it. Mm. You see, and we, this is, it's being aware of what it, Jesus has really done for us. It literally is what you believed. It takes your reality like. Yeah, you could believe that coronavirus is still a problem, and you should. Well, they do, don't they? You should hide away, so and wear do. a mask, and everything else. So many do. It's, it's everything. That's why everything revolves around faith. Yep. Yeah. And then you yeah. say, well, what? What? If, then the, the, the wise thing to do is say, well, okay, how do we get faith? Well, we have faith. Yeah. How do we walk in faith? By love. So faith <clears> works by love. So love's the starting point. By choosing to opposite. trust him. Choosing to trust him. It's the opposite of fear, and if you read too much into fear or watch the news and are taken in like that you know then you'll be making all the wrong sort of and, and God's love is perfect and perfect mm. love drives out fear the revelation of God's perfect love for us will make us bold as mm. bold as David Good will point. make us courageous as David Good point. well interesting you say that because one, that's 1 John 4 18 you're quoting the verse before says if you read it in the context of the whole passage or at least the, the, the chapter what john is saying there is that that love a perfected love will make us bold in the day of judgment yes uh, yes absolutely i mean so in other words when we die and and stand before god you know we're like we're not going oh my goodness what it's like bring it on he's my yeah, dad I'm like, yeah. as bold as your son yes. would be well times a thousand in front of you my son would never cringe in front of me never Never, I'm sure it'd be the same with you guys. Mm. My son would never quit. He'd be like bold as anything. He'd come in like you said, back with daughter in the kitchen and walking in and just helping themselves like I just did to the, to the food. Yes. Like, that's what I'd be like with God. I, I, well, I saw that. I thought you'd brought it with you. I didn't realise it was. One of them I did. Uh, I my own one with me, but I also helped myself to yours. Well, you're more than welcome. <laughs> that's what I'm there for. And that's the point. Yes, this is it. It's 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 you've you've said it so often before, Rob. It's taking what is ours. God isn't saying, yeah, it's yours, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm a bit uncomfortable about you taking it. <laughs> you need to come to me and ask. Well, look, this is, is the thing. What do you think about this? You know, we, we know that we're New, we're New Testament Christians. Well, we're Christians in the New Testament phase. But obviously the Old, the Old Testament happened. And it's, it's, uh, it's the shadow of the New Testament. In, in the Old Testament, they were... God encouraged his people to be warriors, mm. not warriors, warriors, <laughs> to be fearless, to be Davids. That's what he truly, not, not because he wanted them to be tough, but because that's, I guess that's why he is a warrior. God is a warrior. So we are made in his image and his likeness. So there's part, there's partly that, but he wants us to seize hold of everything. And I tell you, you it's, unless we have that mindset, again, partly um, related to this word I keep banging on about in the Greek, the Greek word lambano in the New Testament, we translate receive. It actually means take, seize, apprehend. There's something about God has made us to be people who have to take it. I wonder as well, you know, whatever it might be, whatever truth might be, He wants us to take it. 
not just gently receive it, take it. And I think, how about this as a theory? That's because the enemy wants to take it. He w God knows that. He's like, he, if we don't take hold of love, which is what it says in Ephesians 3, we, we comprehend the love that God has for us. In other words, we seize it. We don't just go, oh, it's coming to me today. Oh, God, I love you. You love me. So it's like, no, I believe it. I believe that God loves me. And he is for me in every scenario we're in. That's taking, that's seizing, because the enemy is pretty much around not all the time. He's not omnipotent, but he is here pretty much often as a, as a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour, waiting to take that word away to from steal, us. Yeah. To steal that word. So we have to be people who seize. And people who seize are people like warriors, are people like army. <laughs> so it's that, that, that And we're confident. If you're right, seizing, exactly. it's your confidence. You True. know what yeah, is yours. Of course, it is. of course it is. You know it's yours. You're laying hold of it. You're not, you're not doing it out of greed. You're doing it because you know it's yours. Well, and as well, like your daughter walking into the kitchen. Yeah. Thing. She walks into the kitchen. She's not going, Dad, can I have that? She's like, well, no, that's mine. And I'll have it because mm. my dad loves me. Mm. He's not going to tell me off. No. He knows you. She knows you. Yeah. She knows your character, your nature. And she believes that she has that privilege and that right and that access. Mm. No different. I'm not perfect on, on that front, though, so I'm sure that my children have um, have some doubts about things. But with God... He's perfect. True. And his love for us is so enormous. And his provision is so enormous. Yeah, and he just, he wants us to take because it shows that we're confident in what is ours. And when we say take, we're, we're saying in, in a, as opposed to gently receiving something, whatever the truth well, is. Stealing can sometimes be construed as taking but we're not stealing we're taking no, what's true. rightfully ours yeah see they had to go into the, the the israelites had to go into the promised land and they had to take it Absolutely. they had to physically kill yes. people yes yes <laughs> what what was there that's how that was our land get out exactly get out well, and kill how them. dare I mean, you, you to, yes they routed you know do you want to talk and that's still the same god god hasn't changed no he still has that mindset that we have to go in and take what's ours Absolutely. sometimes when the enemy is right there, you know, and kill him. The New Testament way of, of saying that is that we resist the enemy. Jesus has destroyed the works of the enemy, but we now have to take our stand and seize and lay hold of it and apprehend and what is ours. And, and what will they do? They'll flee. They'll flee. We don't have to actually fight them. They'll flee. They'll run True. away. True. And we'll take the ground that yeah. the enemy has stolen from us. Yeah. This whole planet was designed for our benefit. And it's been stolen by the enemy. Yeah. And we're taking True. it back. True. True. We're taking it back. And yeah. the good news is that all those heathens that are, that are creating wealth, they're creating it for us. So long, continue doing whatever you're doing, but we it's ours. It's our inheritance. And God wants to grow in us, as in some ways I do in my kids, this notion of laying hold of something, setting your mind to something. We, it's so clear from the, the Tower of Babel. God said if, you, if you, you, you achieve whatever you set your mind to. It's also the focus you were talking about, Bill, isn't it, earlier on? 
whatever we set our minds to, that's what we'll get, yeah. good or bad. Yes. Same yes. principle. Absolutely. If you want to see something, you lay hold of it, you will get it, good and bad. That's how God's designed it to be. So I am choosing daily, don't do it perfectly, but still I'm set out, setting out to choose daily that his love never leaves me, never separates me. And because he loves me, he's got my back in every single scenario. Every thought I might do that's wrong, every action I might do that's wrong, every difficult situation. And I, and I have to remind, I, I go for a walk and tell myself that, for goodness sake. And I'm always in right relationship with Father. Always. Because of what Jesus Christ did for me. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the dying to self that we've touched upon so many times. It's understanding, it's not about us. None of it is about us. True. The only element that's about us, if I can, you know, that's almost a contradiction, is using the faith which God gave, gave us. That's all he requires from us. We, we, we can't be born again by grace alone. Mm. We access grace through faith. Yeah. We have to use the faith that God's given. The wonderful thing about God is, think about this, isn't this amazing? Everybody that he's created has been given a measure of faith. Yeah, they all have the ability, the equal amount of ability to come to him. No one is lacking in faith. No one. No, true. No one is lacking in faith. When we're born again, we have, we're given then the faith of Jesus. That's how I read that. But even so, before that point, everyone has to have faith to be able to even come to God and say, I need you. <clears throat> I think we've got a revelation of the faith that God's given oh, okay. us. Okay, I see what you mean. Right. We we're now beginning to understand the faith that God has given us, and and that the key, the wonderful key that that is, that opens up, unlocks all the promises that God has for us. And there's nothing that we lack. Nothing. That's why He prayed. How He told us to pray. You know the. Religion prays the prayer and it's so monotonous, isn't it? You know, and yet it's the most important thing you could possibly say. You know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed, as you've been saying, hallowed yeah. be thy name. Mm. Thy kingdom come on earth as it mm. is in heaven. Mm. And that, that, that's what, what he's saying is we've got to use the faith. That he's yeah. given us yeah. and bring heaven on earth. Yeah. And the kingdom of God is in every born again Christian. Yeah. So yeah. it's not as if we're having to pull, you know, it pull it down or you know, we've got to now wait about two billion years for it to come from <laughs> heaven to reach earth. It's in the kingdom of God is in us. And yeah. we just need to get out of the way yeah. and let and let rivers of yeah. living water flow out yeah. of us. And touch people's lives in every way possible. And that's why I'm confident that we're going to see the, the, the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000, the 7,000 over and over again in the coming months and years. Yeah. You know, we've talked about walking on water. You know, that, that in itself is not important. Except it's believing that if Jesus can do it, we can do it. Exactly. Therefore, if we take that point, then there's nothing that we can't do. Absolutely nothing we can't do. We've just got to believe. Yeah. 
And uh, no, this is, it's, it's like we're repeating ourselves over and over again, but we need to continually say it, that there is nothing that we cannot do because we have, we've got the same power inside of us that rose Jesus from the dead. I mean, that power that rose Jesus from the dead is inside yeah. every born-again believer. How can we question that there's, any, that there's something that we can't do? I'm so glad that that's true. Because I know that in myself I can do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not very good at most things, to be frank with you. But with God, I'm very good because it's God that does them for me or through me. Fascinating, isn't it? That's amazing. It's fascinating what Jesus said that I can do nothing. That's just, this is God Himself. Yes. Remember, so work that one out. Yes. This is God, the Son, talking to God the Father about a God the Father, saying, "I can't do anything." He meant in his earthly body. Yes. In his earthly body. Yeah, he was just earth. like you and I. Exactly. I can do nothing. I'm like, well, I've often thought, well, you can. <laughs> you can do lots of things, Jesus. So, what he, again, I've reconciled what he means is, while I'm here on earth, I can't do what you want me to do, your will, if you want to call it that, without your help. It's pointless to me even trying. And I, if I get in the way, I, 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 stop, I stop it. I get, I get in the way. And he's perfect. He was perfect yes, earth. yes. And he's saying, per- the perfection himself is saying, I've got to die. I've got to die. We're, can we? Are we allowed to say instead of dying, are we dying to self? Are we allowed <laughs> to say, learning to trust him more? Yeah, I, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I think that's sounds, good. It's a, it's, sounds nicer. It's a nicer, isn't it? Well, and I think it's true. Yeah, it's it is not true. Just trying to get out of it. it no, it's true. true. It's trusting him, learning not trust trusting him. ourselves. To learn to trust himself, learn to trust him. Yeah. Is the, Getting ourselves out of the way. Yep. You just go over there. I'm not going to listen to you anymore. I said it to myself last night. I'm not listening to you anymore, Rob. <laughs> Absolutely. You don't tell me good things, old man. That's what I say to myself sometimes. Not in front of my kids and my wife, but to myself. You're not. Old man's lying again. Don't tell him, listen to him, mate. That's my spirit. That's God in me talking to my soul. <laughs> now, don't listen to the old man, Rob. Listen to the new man. The new man says you're full of life. You're full of health. You've got vigour. You know, you live forever, you've got eternal life. Wonderful truth. That's what you've got to tell yourself. Yep. And you draw out what is true in our spirit yeah. through the renewing of the mind. In other words, aligning our thinking with God rather than with the world. Mm. That's why Romans 12 mm. verse 2 says, Do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So he he knows that we're conforming to the world and he wants us to stop conforming and instead be transformed by aligning our thinking with what God says because this is how we started this is what we finished because we've got a we've got about a minute to go um that we're we're we're, we're learning to trust him. And it's just it is as simple as that and the sooner we get out of the way and stop trying to find our own solutions, the better it will be for us. Simply because God's dependable. Yeah. And we aren't. Yeah. On that note, it's a good good point to finish. It's been a, an hour since we started this podcast. So thanks for listening. And um, we hope that you're as blessed as, as we've been blessed. And we look forward to um, talking in our next podcast, which will be in the next week or so.